with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper around the unknown, the unexplained, and all that stuff. New England's own Van Helsink. With me is the blonde bombshell herself, uh, Ann Kerrigan. Well, what's my name again? What? Did you forget? Uh, Ann Kerrigan. Well, you wasn't sure. Well, hi, everybody. No. I just wasn't sure how I wanted to do it. That's oh, all, all right. Yeah, okay. You know, there's so many ways to do it, you know? Yeah, right. Okay. Well, mm. here I am. Ta-da! Yeah, yeah <laughs> lucky. Anyways, uh, before we forget, don't forget, uh, next week is a, uh, is a uh, what do you call it, a, a video production, right? Yes, yes. We're going to be doing our live studio show from EBCAM. In East Bridgewater, and we are going to have a couple guests. Do we want to say now, or are we going to wait? Yeah, you can. I don't care. Oh, okay. We're going to have uh, Betty Comerford and uh, Maureen Wood uh, under their pseudonyms, uh, <laughs> who have written are a new, new book together. They both have pseudonyms, yes. Is that what they want? Well, no. I mean, they just they want people to know that. The book that they have written is written – it's not written under their names. It's written with pseudonyms. Yeah, that, that was so confusing because they which, posted on my page, and the next thing I know, people thought I was writing the book under no, Maureen no. Suderman. And it's like, what the hell? Well, Forget. the whole reason behind it was because they both have written books with other people. Maureen has written books with you. Yeah, so. Betty exactly. has written books with, I believe, Steve Wilson and – they just didn't want any confusion. So, uh, so it just made it more confusing. It's only confusing to you. Sorry. Fine. If you say so. No, and, and also all my Facebook people. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But in the real world. Um, oh, really? Like yours is the real world. So yeah, like confusing. I believe that. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Dreaming. So Maureen and Betty are going to be our guests next Wednesday from our live studio show. We're looking forward to seeing them and hearing about their book and catching up, and it's going to be a great show. Speak for yourself. Well, fine. I will. And I just Maybe. did. You did. So. Anyways, so <laughs> we, our poor producer, Roy, has been a little oh, bit by the Poor Roy. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. already I was already planning his funeral, but uh, oh. he's surviving, so he's perking up. <laughs> we have to put it off a little longer, anyways. But anyway, uh, so we weren't sure what we were going to do today, but we decided to do one of our favorite topics, which yes. is cemeteries and gravestones. Yay! So that leaves it wide open. I'm so excited. Really, I am. You know why? It, it, why is that, Ian? Because when I was in Atlanta recently, the other month, I went to Historic Oakland Cemetery, 
And I want to... Oh, they're all historical. Well, yeah. No, they're not all historical. Oh, really? Every cemetery? Yes. Oh, this is historical. History is something that happened in the past, so it makes it historical. Why do you have to be so difficult? Anyways, Uh, it's historic, it's beautiful, and I'm going to talk about it tonight because you said we're going to talk about cemeteries. Oh, rats, they opened my mouth. Yes, you did. So I have taken, and I've been dying to talk about this cemetery and share it with our listeners. Yes, I have. I didn't know that. And I've just been waiting for the right moment. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was excited when I first came back from, from Atlanta to talk about it. Um, So I've just taken a little extra step and I shared on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page Mm -hmm. the album from my my private tour of historic Oakland Cemetery in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, we had a private tour, uh, myself and my BFF Lizzie, you know Lizzie, and Mm -hmm. she set the whole thing up. She surprised me. <laughs> Schmoopy. She Whatever. goes by Schmoopy. Uh, that's her, her code name. Right. Uh, right. So this so is anyway. like, sort of like the log, you know, the people having fake names. Yeah. Like, like like Whatever. Marlene and Betty. Yeah. Yep. You're just jealous. Yeah, that's what it is, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I went down to Atlanta to visit my good friend Lizzie. Hadn't seen her in a long time. And she set up this. She's a member. You can join the Friends of uh, Historic Oakland Cemetery. So she had joined them a while back. So she set up a private tour uh, with Buzz. Our our tour guy's name was Buzz. Did he have a buzz? He did not. He did not. But he had a great radio voice. He was. It could be too many different ways. You know, it could have a buzz cut yeah, buzz or a buzz on. on. Well, uh, it yep. was, you know, early in the morning, so I don't think he had a buzz on. But okay. but, uh, but he was a wonderful tour guide, and uh, it was just Lizzie and I and Buzz, and we toured the whole cemetery. took us most of the day, <laughs> or most of the morning, I guess. Poor Buzz. Uh, probably took us like three hours, uh, you know, and he just hit the highlights. But the most exciting part was... We got to go inside four mm-hmm. mausoleums. Count them. Four. Count them. Four. Mm-hmm. I, I, and that was the really big surprise. So it was enough of a surprise that. Could you see like the coffins and stuff in there? No. Oh. No, those are behind the walls. You can't. Well, it depends. No, some mausoleums have the little coffins. If they're a little tiny, well, they. Tiny ones, sometimes they just have like the two coffins in it and they're inside their own little building. I've never. Oh, I've seen a ton of those things. Well, I haven't. It looks like a little little thing. It's all sealed off and and you're up and they they usually have like a a two slab coffin thingies, one on each side of it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You never seen those? Yeah, they're they're closed. Yeah, but they're, they're in those little cement coffin thingies. Yeah, because... Rather than like in a mausoleum where they bury, put them in the walls and they oh, come I out see. Like, your, like your drawers. I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. The ones that we saw are the ones where the people are interred in the walls. Oh, in the walls. So, okay. 
But I was so excited that we got to go inside and they have these big giant keys. If if anybody is interested, hop on the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page and check out the album because I took pictures of these enormous. They're like big, ginormous keys, like giant skeleton keys. Very cool. That you did that? I think so. I don't. I, I, uh, it was just amazing. It was amazing to go inside because I spend all my time peeking through the windows and sticking my camera in between the grating and trying to get shot. Yeah. Yeah. What did I teach you, Ron? A little trick how to put your camera against and you can shoot inside the cemetery. Uh huh. Mm. Inside the mausoleum. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's in in the cemetery. But Okay, fun fact here, folks, right? Oh, I love fun facts. So, and I showed you this too, Ron. If you go and you peek in the the, the front door, if it's got a front door that's accessible. No, does it have plywood on it? A lot of them, yeah. A lot of them are boarded up. A lot of them are cemented shut because of vandals. Yes, too. But yes. uh, as we saw in uh, Syracuse. Uh, but at any rate, so go to the fancy mausoleum and look through the glass door. And probably eight times out of ten, you are going to be rewarded with a beautiful stained glass window at the back of the crypt. And you usually, it's very difficult to see it from the outside, but when you're looking at it from the outside. 211 pictures? Yeah. Yeah, man. Sorry, man. Yeah. That's style me. Yeah. How the hell well, am I going to find the keys in 211 pictures? Actually, 214, because it's not counting the first three. <laughs> oh, God. I, I told you, keys. we left, we had lunch, and we came back and finished wandering around on our own. So. All right. So I'm sorry I, I interrupted you, but you just shocked me. It, it was really great. Oh, uh, so and John has a question in the TogiNet chat. He said, uh, before uh, I went to Atlanta, how did I find that cemetery? Well, Honestly, John, I didn't know about Historic Oakland Cemetery until my friend Elizabeth moved there. And then she brought it to my attention because she lives about, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes down the street. So, yeah, it was uh, it was it was wonderful. And I I'm hoping that you will humor me, Ron, and let me talk about some of the graves that I saw there. Please do. All right. So the, the first thing I want to say is that um, the cemetery is a garden-style cemetery. So now Ron and I are in Massachusetts, and a garden-style cemetery, if anybody has ever been to Mount Auburn in Cambridge, um, that is a garden-style cemetery. Histor- Historic Oakland is very much like uh, that cemetery. Um, at Mount Auburn. So it's it's made to be uh, a place that people wanted to visit. So um, what happened in, in the 1800s in the Victorian era is that uh, it kind of became a destination to go to the cemetery, visit your loved ones, and bring a picnic lunch and make a day of it, you know? Uh, because cemeteries were becoming places where they, they were planting beautiful flowering trees. They were planting all different kinds of uh, flowers. And it, it was just, it was a pleasant place to go. So 
uh, they usually have garden-style cemeteries. They have elaborate mausoleums and architectural features. It's like a big garden. Yeah. So, yeah. I just uh, came something across something weird in here. What? Can, can I mention it, or you want me to wait? Go ahead. What? I, I'm looking at one of the one of the shots in in the photo album you put up there, uh-huh. and it looks like uh, I can see one of the graves that says Wits, but it looks like there's a girl standing there. But it almost looks like a real person because it has colored legs on it, like flesh-colored legs. Is is this right? What am I, what am I looking at? Oh, is it headless? It appears to be headless, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is that is a really weird – it is very weird. So, yeah, are, those, to... are those like flesh-colored legs? No. They're, well, what it is is it's rust. So oh. Ron is looking at a statue, and if, if you're looking at the album at some point, this is in the Jewish section of the cemetery, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a couple of Jewish sections. Right. And – so there's this headless statue. Statue. She's also missing half of her her right leg, um, but that is just what has happened. Is you know the statue is based uh, underneath. It's it's probably uh, bronze mm-hmm. uh, or some other metal under there. And over yep. time, the weather and environmental factors have just you know made that that kind of leached down her leg. So she's supposed to be all white. Honest to God, if you, you got to look at this thing. It looks like... She's no, wait a minute. Is it, that isn't one of your legs, is it? That you no, stuck in there? No, it's not. No. I couldn't even get in there. I have to Bizarre. say, the Jewish section of the cemetery, they use every centimeter. Well, they have face. to. All Jewish cemeteries are looked at. You go to any one and you're going to see them. They're all packed in like they are pa- Yep. They're yeah. just packed in there. Yeah. I, you can't even get in and walk amongst the graves. Yeah, I've um, been to a lot of those. And, yeah. yeah, and if you look uh, at other pictures in the album in that particular section, That's you will see how close together the graves are. It's really, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I saw that headless statue and I'm like, oh, look at that. That's that that pretty interesting. Weird. Yeah. It's almost well, killing me because it looks, honest to God, it looks like real a real leg there. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's bizarre as hell. It's very uh, freaky. I'm sorry. I, I, I interrupted you. That's but, okay. That's all that, right. That was simply amazing. But I've never seen anything that's just strange. <laughs> right. Carry on. All right. So, um, you know, if you're looking in the album and um, – It does. I am trying to kind of maybe go from the beginning. Uh, So one of the the first things when you first go to uh, the cemetery is you see kind of park and walk in and you see this beautiful statue of a woman. She's holding her head and her hands. And uh, this is called Niobe, this particular sculpture. And it's, it's just beautiful and it's very touching and uh, some of these photos um, that I'm going to talk about tonight have actually put a little um, a little description beside them. So this statue of Niobe, which is basically a weeping mother, a grieving mother, according to Greek mythology, Niobe bragged about her 14 children to the goddess Leto, mother of Apollos and Artemis. And the twin deities then murdered 
all of Niobe's children in retaliation. Because, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Isn't that horrible? You know, you're not supposed to brat. Right. So yeah, well, it's a I guess to, yeah, uh, I know. I guess they, guess they showed her, uh, really, but I'm like, well, that's a really horrible story. But <laughs> so that is uh, Niobe uh, is on the grave of. Uh, oh, it doesn't it doesn't list. And oh. I didn't get a close up of the front of the grave. I don't know whose grave that is. Sorry. You got me there. <laughs> I was just so taken with the statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at, at any rate, one of the other um, things, and I took a picture of Niobe's foot because I just... Why not? I just, why not? I, the sculpture is so amazing to me, and everything is huge, you know? So it's this great big honking foot. I had to take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. So... Another grave in this cemetery, very famous person. There's a lot of famous people buried in this cemetery. There's mayors and there's Civil War soldiers. And author Margaret Mitchell is buried here. Do you know what Margaret Mitchell wrote? She was an author. I know that. (laughs) That's a great guess. She wrote Gone with the Wind. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, you she, know me and my stupid names. I can't remember anybody's uh, names. You're lucky I remember everything. I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. So oh, thank you. Margaret Mitchell, and she became Margaret Mitchell Marsh when she got married. Um, she apparently uh, was not well. She, you know, spent a lot of time uh, kind of at home and... I think that she kind of drove her husband crazy, and this is what the tour guy told us. And he said to her one day, you know, why don't you do something? Like, why don't you write a book? And she did. So she wrote Gone with the Wind uh, and made a lot of money, and they made that wonderful movie, which I love very much. Uh, A funny thing about – I don't give a damn. uh, Frankly, my dear. And tomorrow is another day. Uh, Margaret – died uh, after she was hit by a car. She and her husband were out one night. Oh, that'll hurt. They were uh, in downtown Atlanta, and she crossed the street and apparently didn't look both ways, and uh car hit her and killed her. So that's how poor Margaret died. Uh, so that is, and she's got a very, very kind of plain grave, I mean, to, you know, for who she was, I think. Uh so, anyway, so that's Margaret. Now, someone else who is very famous that's buried there is Mayor Maynard Holbrook Jackson, Jr., and he was Atlanta's first African-American mayor in 1974. And he has a huge monument which overlooks the Atlanta skyline because that is what he wanted to see. And on his grave, he has uh, some little insets at the top of the very large uh, obelisk kind of column that's on his grave. Uh, So one is of airplanes flying, and that is because he expanded the airport uh, in Atlanta, and they named it after him. So Is that how you flew in? That is how I came in, yes. Yeah, me too. When we signed with our book agent, that's where we flew into. Yeah. Ah, and it's got a big, uh, actually, like a lithograph kind of picture of him on it. And he also brought the 1996 Olympics to Atlanta. Ooh. So 
He was he was a very important fellow. So uh, someone else we saw there, and this is someone who would be really near and dear to my heart. And this is just a plain, ordinary gravestone. But the man's uh, name is Franklin Garrett. He lived from 1906 to 2000. So he was he was uh, pretty close to almost 100 years old. He is Atlanta's only official historian. He dedicated his life to studying and recording Atlanta history. And in the 1930s, and this is why I love him so much, he recorded information on tombstones in every cemetery within the 30-mile radius of Atlanta. Okay? Wow. Can you imagine that that work? That kept him busy. I, I can't even hey, fa- You know what? They probably had somebody do it. He just said, hey, go do this. You do this. I do that. Uh, I don't think so. And they just compiled them. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I just know what the people tell me. And all this information, um, Historic Oakland sells a lovely little self-guided tour and map, and that is where I got all this information. So Cool. Uh, you, too, if you are interested, can probably write to them and get one if you really want to. Uh, so another grave we saw was Martha Lumpkin Compton. So she had the distinction of having uh, Atlanta. I mean, well, it wasn't Atlanta, but they were going to call, originally Atlanta was called Marthasville in honor of Martha Lumpkin Compton uh, because Governor Wilson Lumpkin was her father. However, before it was Marthasville, it was called... It was a real, little railroad community. It was called Terminus. Now, for my Walking Dead fans out there, you all know what Terminus was. And that was where, basically, the cannibals lived. So, that, and they imprisoned Rick and his crew in a railroad car. And it was uh, some really interesting watching. Uh, anyways, so, uh, that's where Terminus came from in Walking Dead. And then it was Marthasville. And then in 1845, they came up with Atlanta. And it, originally, they were going to call it Atalanta. And they took the extra A out. Uh, apparently, it was a Greek, a Greek thing. They like Greek things down there. Uh, where am I going next? So, oh, and here's something really interesting. So there was a little girl. She was 10 years old during the siege of Atlanta. Her name was Carrie Berry Crumley. And she kept a diary of her experiences as a child in the Civil War. And uh, historians still use that diary today. Uh, And it provides a rare glimpse of a child's experience of the Civil War. And they actually sell a little copy of it in the gift shop, which I kind of wish I'd picked up now. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, that she she recorded that. I'm sure if you send them an email, they'll send you one. I'm sure they would. <laughs> so, the um, if if you're looking through the pictures once again, there is a tomb or a mausoleum with a guy. He's sitting over the basically over the front door of the mausoleum, and he's sitting in a chair. He's got a top hat, and he's bald. Mm-hmm. He's very specifically not wearing a tie, which is kind of unusual that the rest of him was so dressed up, but no tie. 
So this man was Jasper Newton Smith, and this is his mausoleum. And he was an Atlanta businessman and real estate entrepreneur. And I always say that word wrong according to my children, so I apologize. Uh, His statue faces Oakland's entrance, and it enables him to watch all the comings and goings of the cemetery. But apparently the running joke here is that he never wore a tie, and he originally commissioned this statue to be made of him. And... Uh, the the uh, sculptor took the liberty of putting a tie on him. So, Uh-oh. yeah, he made him, you got it. He made him do it all over again. He was furious. He says, I don't wear a tie. I've never worn a tie and I don't want it on my, my grave. So people leave ties for him to taunt him. This, uh, at any given time when you walk by the mausoleum, there's ties hanging on the front door. <laughs> Lovely. And they go out and clean them up periodically. So, yeah. um, Give them the goodwill. Yeah, right. I think they probably do, you know. They should. So, uh, Except they're see. probably haunted and then the poor person oh. will buy some. Gets haunted the time goes. That would be yeah. cool. Did, huh? you, did you get one for me? There were not any there that day. Bama. I should have. I, w- I would have. I, I know he would have let me take one if Damn. there were any hanging there. But they must have taken them all down before I got there. Mm. Shame. It's a shame. We did not get to go in this mausoleum, though. Oh, that's but, too bad. You got yeah. about one minute before the break, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, yep. I'm not going to dive into anything too deeply for um, before that. Um, one last quick thing. The first, I have a great picture of the grave of the first interment. You, it's all worn smooth. You can't even read it. Uh, but his name was Dr. James Nissen. He was the first known direct interment after Oakland became a cemetery. And he was fearful of being buried alive. And as a doctor, he knew this happened. So he asked that his jugular vein be severed prior oh, to burial. And Smart the attending man. doctor honored his final request. And that's why they used to bury people with little bells and things. Yeah, all different things. Anyways. All different kind of things. So. Yeah. There anyway. you go. All right. We're All coming right. up on the break. Already. Yes, we are. Okay. Right so you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation as Anne takes us to a tour of what's this, Oakland Cemetery? Yes. Oakland Cemetery in Atlanta, Georgia. A fascinating thing. We've got all the pictures on our Facebook page. Check them out. There's some really cool ones there. And we'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann. And tonight we're talking about historic Oakland Cemetery in Atlanta, Georgia. And maybe if we have time, we'll talk about some other cemetery stuff. I doubt it. Not I the doubt way, it. Not the, Not the way I know. I well, just you know, like put everything aside now. I says, you're on a roll. You go with it. I am on a roll. <laughs> you know I get excited about this stuff. Well, and you know, I, 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 I've been going through the pictures, and there's one of them that is absolutely the c- coolest thing I've ever seen. And that's uh, it, it's uh, a guy and a woman playing cards. and, and <gasps> It's yes. freaking amazing. That's inside a mausoleum? That is, that's a brand new mausoleum. That really? was just, it's like a, I think it's like a year old. Um, oh, and... That was something, it was really funny because we were just about, we were getting ready to leave. Um, You know, we'd been there all day and I was over looking at something else and Lizzie's at this mausoleum. She's like, come over here, come over here. You've got to come over here, come over here now. (laughs) And so this, I've never, I didn't even know that still in, in this day and age, People put up mausoleums, mm-hmm. but these people did. So you have the money you can do anything, you know. That, I right? guess so. They must have a hell of a lot of money. Oh yeah. So this is a brand new, amazing mausoleum for the Harris family. And when Lizzie said, "Come over and look in the door of this mausoleum," I almost fell over. So when you look in, there's a couple. Sitting at a table. It's all in, it looks like bronze to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks. They're sitting at a table and they each have a glass of wine and they're playing cards. And it looks like they're in their jammies or, you know, their comfy, comfy pants, whatever. So I just feel like they must have, this must have been what they enjoyed doing. And it looks like they're sitting, you know, they're sitting at the kitchen table playing cards and having a glass yeah. of wine. Yeah. And enjoying each other's company. And I just love it. I'm like, uh, it's so lifelike. Uh, you can see, you know, like the texture of their hair. And uh, it, it's just great. It's a, it's amazing. Um, and it's like on a big, like a checkerboard checkerboard floor, like you might yep. see in, in an older kitchen. And it's huge. It's it is huge the the monument. So, I think they got room for the whole family in there. <laughs> I mean, I could see at least six uh, of those draw type, you know, 
things that we were talking about earlier. Basically, mm. you pull the pull the cover off, and the coffin gets rolled in on a slab, and then they put the cover back over it. It's kind of, almost like a lateral filing cabinet. Yeah, I guess that's how you know you would think mm. about it. So yes, that was really cool, and we almost missed it. You know, I would have just walked right by it if uh, Lizzie just hadn't happened to call it to my attention. So. A little treasure. A little treasure, because the outside is very plain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's an arch-shaped door, and got a cross up top over the door, and it's not ornate. It's 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 very plain, smooth on the outside. So, yes. Um, that and that wasn't something that was on the tour, you know. It wasn't yeah. something that I I would have even picked up on. So, uh, the next monument that I did want to talk about is the Neil Monument, and this one was stunning. Uh, where is it? There it is. So, this monument, uh, there's two women sitting underneath a. Uh, beautiful Celtic cross and they are uh, mother and daughter uh, according to the book here. So Thomas Neal erected this monument in memory of his daughter and wife and one woman holds an open book and the other's book is closed and this indicates a completed life. Uh, The open book and then the closed book. Other symbols on this particular Sculpture are a laurel, a laurel wreath, which uh, indicates eternity, uh, and one of the women is holding a palm branch, which is indicative of spiritual victory over death, and of course the Celtic cross above them is eternal life, faith, and redemption. So this is really uh, just loaded with symbolism and is very, very beautiful. You can see it from a long way away because it was kind of running to see it. When I get excited about stuff, I just start running towards it in the cemetery. So you got to get out of my way. Uh, now, one of the other things that they have here is they have uh, Confederate soldiers. Now, you're in Georgia. You're in the heart of it here. And they have a huge obelisk. Uh, in honor of the Confederate dead. And it is kind of the focal point of the cemetery. It just, you can see it wherever you are in the cemetery. So there's this uh, big obelisk, and then they have headstones. They have 3,900 headstones uh, for the soldiers. This includes 16 Union soldiers. And those are only the identified remains. There's another 3,000 unknown soldiers which are buried in an open area, which is guarded by the Lion of Atlanta, which I'm going to talk about next. Um, So you've got, you've, you've got, you know, like 7,000 Confederate and Union dead here in this one cemetery. Crazy. Crazy, It is, it is amazing. It's, it's pretty sobering. Um, so the Lion of Atlanta is this beautiful 
um, dead <laughs> uh, lion, and he is patterned after Switzerland's Lion of Lucerne, and it depicts a lion, and the lion represents courage, who has been mortally wounded by a broken spear, and he's clutching the Confederate battle flag. So um, this was erected by the Atlanta Ladies Memorial Association, or ALMA, and uh, to honor the unknown Confederate dead. And uh, it's, he is, this lion is uh, behind uh, a fence, so you really you can't even go there and go and get near him. Um, but he is amazing and just... Uh, it's sad. It is really sad. And you know, it was the war of Northern aggression. If you're in the South, mm -hmm. that's what they call it. And yes, yes, they still do call it that. So mm. sorry, taking a sip there as well. You're doing a lot of talking. I know. I don't think I've ever, have I ever talked this much on the show? I don't think uh, so. No. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to talk about cemeteries. Uh, no, that's all right. No, this is good because uh, you know I had, had meant to ask you about that, and I, I about that cemetery, and I never did get to talk to you about it. So now I'm learning about it, and I've already saw some amazing stones already, and, and yeah. statue. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So now we went in. Uh, so as I said, we went in four mausoleums. Mm -hmm. So if if you look. In these pictures, I know I keep calling attention to this album. And by the way, I have a page called Cemetery Tripping. If anybody wants to see any other of all the millions of cemetery pictures I take, and that's on Facebook. So the first mausoleum we went in was uh, the Ostel Mausoleum. And he was, he, he built this. He had this built way before he died, obviously. And the tour guide joke, was joking around with us because we said, you know, is it haunted in here? And he's like, well, I'll tell you what. Every time I go by this guy's mausoleum, and I kind of like to make fun of him, he said, something bad happens to me. And he said, one time I, they kind of have these, uh, they're like gullies on each side of the road. They're for drainage, you know, for when it rains. And he's like, I tripped and I fell right into one of those gullies and, broke my ankle. So uh, I don't think uh, Mr. Ostell likes Buzz too much. Oh, but well. so this was the, the first mausoleum they let us in. And if you look at the pictures, you can see me standing inside the mausoleum, basically freaking out. <laughs> uh, and he opened the, the door with a big key. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm standing inside one of these things. And it, it's just really cool. And uh, this one is very well kept. A lot of them, you can tell, they were locked one day and no one ever went back inside again. There's, you know, cobwebs and eight inches of dust and yep. stuff just falling apart. But this one is very well maintained. And uh, so good old Alfred Ostell, he was a prominent banker. So he had the dough. And he founded the Atlanta National Bank, which is now... Wells Fargo. And I think a lot of us probably have loans with Wells Fargo or have or might have in the future. So uh, 
So he founded the Atlanta National Bank in 1865, and it sits, this particular mausoleum sits on the highest spot in Oakland, and its construction cost was $16,000 in 1865. Wow. So it was the most expensive monument in the entire cemetery. So, huh. uh, and this was one, he had a big giant skeleton key, and... Uh, we got in there, and there's some urns in there with ashes. you got to think that one with the statues at the table must be pretty expensive, too. Oh, yeah. What do you think the price of bronze is? I know. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I mean, I mean you know, maybe they didn't have that at the time. They said it was the most expensive. Maybe that one now is now the most expensive because that oh, one has got to yeah. cost them some money. Oh, no. I'm talking about – they're talking about – it was in 1865. It was the most oh, expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Not I now. Not now. Okay. Yeah, I get it. No, yeah, not. my bad. Yeah, you're bad. So – and the funny thing, so this particular tomb, I mean, uh, the urns – that I was, I took a picture of in there. Um, you know, one of them is from 2002. So there's still family members being interred in there, one way or another. <laughs> so they were cremated and put in an urn. Yes. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So that was that was the first of the mausoleums we went in, and uh, the next one uh, was the Rossum Rossin Mausoleum. Now, I don't know what – I think I was just so excited to get in another mausoleum. I didn't take a picture of the front of it. I'm like, what the heck? I go through my pictures. I'm like, where's the front? Why is there no picture of the front? So, sorry, folks. Uh, I just have the inside of this one. Um, so, the Rawson Mausoleum houses Atlanta Mayor, another mayor, um, and booster Charles Collier, his daughter Julia Collier Harris, and her husband Julian Harris. Julian was the son of Uncle Remus author Joel Chandler Harris, and Julian, ugh, there's two of them, Julia and Julian Harris, owned the Columbus Inquirer Sun, which won the 1926 Pulitzer Prize for Public Service in Journalism. So they were very, they were a real power couple. Um, so they are buried in this mausoleum and it has, you know, it's all marble inside. It's got your beautiful stained glass. Uh, so that was lovely. And the next one, sorry, I'm just flipping through here. The third. Hmm? Go ahead. Okay. The third mausoleum we went in was uh, said grant over the, the door and nope, it's not that grant. No, it's not Ulysses. Uh, it's the final resting place of Governor John Slayton, who married into the Grant family. Now, the funny story about this, well, probably really wasn't that funny to him at the time. Governor John Slayton, uh, in the days before his term ended, you know how politicians do those sneaky little things right before mm -hmm. they leave office? that nobody really likes, and they just, whoop, I'm going to sneak this in before I leave. So uh, only days before his term ended, he commuted uh, Leo Frank's death sentence to life imprisonment. And I am not really sure who Leo Frank was, but in response to this controversial decision, an angry mob threatened violence in slavery. Yeah. 
Huh? I think that's funny. And Slayton had to mobilize the state militia for his own protection. Brilliant. Brilliant move right before you left mm. office. Uh, but at any rate... Lasting impression. Right, right. So uh, Slayton's brother-in-law, John Grant, uh, donated money to Georgia Tech in memory of his son, Hugh, who died at the age of 11. So they're all in there. Uh, and in gratitude, Georgia Tech named its football facility Grant Field. So uh, this was another beautiful mausoleum with, you know, it had some more stained glass in it and a beautiful uh, marbled floor. And, of course, everybody stuck back into the walls. Oh, and this is one where I took a picture of the big giant skeleton key. Yeah, that I saw that. That was pretty cool. This guy had, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's so funny because he has him in all these old beat-up envelopes and I like that's really that's what you keep the key in. They're literally like falling apart. Cracked me up. Uh, so and then the fourth and final mausoleum we went in was this great. It was like a gothic style. It had gargoyles on it. And oh, I'm trying to get to the picture. There it is. So this was the Richards Mausoleum and was built by the HQ French and Company of New York. And the gargoyle-like figures with lion's heads and bat wings are on guard to frighten away evil spirits. They kind of look like evil spirits to me, but they're, they're all over the mausoleum. And uh, Robert Richards, who is in there with his, his loved ones, was born in London, came to Atlanta via Tennessee, and started Atlanta's first bookstore before becoming a successful banker. Apparently, this was the profession of choice uh, back in those days. So if you were a banker, you maybe helped yourself with the money. I don't know. Um, and this mausoleum was probably the most beautiful of all the ones that we had gone in. And it has absolutely, it has, uh, five stained glass windows at the rear of it. They're just, uh, probably Tiffany. They're just absolutely stunning. The colors in them and, uh, the outside, I think they have, uh, I think it's yucca plants. I'm not sure. Uh, which are actually a traditional cemetery plant, which I have come to learn. Um, so I give you all you want. Yucca, yucca, yucca. Yeah, those, those damn things grow like weeds. Yeah, do they? Yeah, they're a pain so, in the ass. Anyway, so I I think that uh, kind of I oh, there's only one more grave I wanted to talk about, and it's funny because when we were there, I didn't take a picture of it because. It's the grave of a famous golfer. And since I have no interest in golf. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, actually. Didn't even take. It's the last two photos in the album. I didn't even take a picture of it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then after the fact, I'm like, you dope. You know, if you want to do a cemetery tripping or whatnot about this, you need to have this picture. So this last picture in the album is for Robert Tyre. Bobby Jones Jr. And he was apparently considered the greatest amateur golfer of all time. And his gravestone is covered with golf balls. And apparently to this day, fans come 
leave a golf ball in the grave for him. People leave golf clubs, uh, the guide was telling us. Really? So, yeah. Isn't that crazy? So you never know what you're going to find. What uh, the hell kind of name is Yoel Joel? Oh, my God. Is that hysterical? I saw that. I'm like, who would name their kid Yoel Joel? Yoel Joel. Yoel Joel. But um, they did. They did. And actually, I think there was another one. There was a one before him. <laughs> I don't know. But I was in the Jewish section. Um, mm. uh, it, the Jewish section is the burial ground of Congregation Ahavath Akim. And uh, actually, there's a grave in there that was very interesting because it was the guy who came up with Coca-Cola. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. The Jacobs Mausoleum is in there, and it houses the remains of Dr. Joseph Jacobs, who owned the downtown Atlanta pharmacy where Coca-Cola was first served as a soft drink in 1836. Holy moly. Yeah, he's in there. He's in there. Now, there's so. another grave I found interesting, too, and it shows like a, a woman who's uh, sitting on the ground, it appears, and it appears to be a man sitting next to him on a rock or something, and she's maybe putting a shower on him or something, and there's these coins on the on the grave. I, that is, you know what, I and that was something we just stumbled across. We were walking mm-hmm. around. I found that grave kind of creepy. We both did. Really? Um, yeah, and he's brushing her hair. Is that what it is? Okay, because it's a little hard to tell. I didn't look, know if he was putting a... His coat on her or what? Yeah, I can see that brushing her hair. Yep, yeah, sounds good. I think he's yeah. brushing her hair and totally devoted to her. Yeah, but it, it's I don't know. It just kind of made me. I don't know. Really? And gave me the creeps. I'm like, really? Don't you think he looks like he's like? I think that's sweet. Kind of hanging on her. I don't know. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know what the significance. Of the coins? If it's Jewish, I know they put coins on it. Those weren't real coins. They were built in the statue, are they? Are they really coins? No, they're carved into the statue. They're carved in. It is... And it's Jewish, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I forget... I I don't... What does it say? Don't ask me. Fashion to to Deb. The inscription on the bottom of it. Um, You're on your own on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I can't quite read it, but yeah, it is. I mean, it is lovely. Mm-hmm. It is lovely. Um, I think it's interesting to. to... It is. It is because there's all kinds of little, little symbolic things on there. There's a broken tree branch. Mm-hmm. There's these coins. One of them looks like it, it's almost like a Roman uh, head on it. Um, there's a little cross. There's all kinds of little, little symbolism going on there mm-hmm. uh, yeah and in this whole cemetery uh overlooks the atlanta skyline mm-hmm. and it, it apparently uh there was a general who had a house in there at one time and and stood and watched the war it was watching the battle go on from up on the hill because it is mm-hmm. way up on a hill right uh, and folks if you ever go there there's a restaurant right across the street called six feet under <laughs> it's, it's very cool Go yeah. go over there well, and you can go I'd up there. Go there. That's for they sure. have like a roof patio and you can eat up there and overlook the cemetery. No, that's it's, cool. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Now, 
Now that you've got this other one, it seems to be a shot into the mausoleum. It looks like an old wooden desk, and it looks like uh, paper that's sitting there. I mean, it's all covered with dust and stuff, yep. and it's like a little, I don't know, maybe a lamp or something. What, what was that? that? Is that just something that's in there? Or, that's that's just, not one they opened ever, evidently. No. Mm-mm. Nope, that's one of the ones I was talking about that doesn't look like anybody's gone in it for a million years. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's like a little time capsule. That's an old, and what that is, and it's really funny because I have a table that was my aunt's, that mm-hmm. she, my great aunt's, that she left to me. It's an old arts and crafts style table. It's got a marble top. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the one I have in my dining room is almost exactly like that. I a have little one just like, it's a little cleaner at my house. Just yep, just a tad, just a tad cleaner. But that's one you have to wonder. I mean, how many families do these have these and they move away and oh, no one ever goes back again and no one well, really they, takes. They're, care. they're there forever, though, which is the important thing. That's right. That's right. I mean, there's so much. I mean, I've seen another one. It's, when it's brie and the, and the thing's got wood in the front and it looks like it's pretty eroded. So evidently they have their problems too. And I also notice headless statues everywhere. A lot of those as well. Uh, I only really saw maybe two. Oh, really? I hmm. think there's more. This cemetery is well kept, but I, I will say this to you. So in uh, in 2015... Mm-hmm. Um, they had a hurricane, a tornado, rip through uh, downtown Atlanta, and they had over a million dollars in damages. So I'm sure that there's probably still some sections where they're still working um, on restoration because that mm. that was really a devastating, devastating thing to happen to them. So, um, my God, it's pizza from the dead. Which times us go right? Wow! So, That's so we're cool. gonna we're gonna we're gonna close our cemetery tour off with one of my favorite little stones, and that of course is our little darling Annie. Ah! <laughs> our little darling Annie. Yep. Is that it's in, in there? Is that in here? I promise. You took her. your picture. You took I, the. What do you think? I get it out of my my air? You think I'm? Yeah. You know. No, it's in there. It's in Isn't the album. Is it in a seashell? No, it's it's no. a little stone. It's it, it oh, has. Oh, I see uh, it. Yeah. Well, you know, if I see my name in the cemetery, I know. I know. That's why a good way to end it. Yes. Little, uh, with uh, with the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation's own little darling. Aww, so anyways, we get to uh, wrap it up. <laughs> so anyways, uh, thanks for taking us on that tour of Oakland Cemetery. Oh, you know, you're welcome. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do it because I was excited to do it. I hope people, there's people, weird people I out there like I can save my research for another day, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, and by the way, don't forget, uh, before you know it, uh, Spur, of course, will be here on the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Yes. And uh, go check it out. Uh, NEGhostProject.com, letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And uh, X Files this year, so that's pretty cool. So Can't wait. Uh, Can't wait. And we got some stuff planned for Steve, maybe mm-hmm. down in my neck of the woods. 
Yes, which would be good too. Yeah. So, so you know, if you're down near me, you'll be able to to come and see Steve in person. Keep, keep an eye on the website and don't forget to get to sign up for the newsletter because the mysterious picture will be in it this month. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> There's the tunes. We got to go. We want to thank everybody for uh, joining us on this journey to uh, Oakland Cemetery and tune in next week for the live show. And that's it. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. God bless. Take care. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.